I'm your anchorman, Humongous, and I'm definitely not who you think I am. Recently, there's been a surge in discussion on the topic of hero clicks. In order to understand the market's volatility, we have brought in an expert. Sitting here with me is the Billion Clicks Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Hello there, Hugh. Uh, you know, money is time, and time is money, so I'll try not to take too much of yours. Uh, what is currently happening, I have to say, is probably the most disgusting thing that's ever happened in this country, and uh, we've done some gross stuff. So to, you know, not get too deep into it, I want the layperson to understand. Uh, basically, us here at the Inner Circle, we were trying to short this game called Heroclix. We really, we thought it was on the way down. We thought that we could uh, bet against it and that it was just going to fail. And uh, then, uh, you know, too many of these uh, basement dwellers, these collectors with their grubby little money, their tiny little nest eggs, they just kept buying in into this company and uh, they kept it afloat too long. And now me and my investor buddies are losing out on thousands and thousands of clicks. And it's... Uh, it's pretty disgusting. Uh, we've contacted all of the people we've paid off in Congress. We're going to get this set right. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard I, out there. Uh, right don't know if we're, I don't know if we're allowed to broadcast uh, something like that, although I do uh, appreciate your transparency and honesty. Um, I don't know if that is allowed on the station. Hello, yeah, network executive. What? Anyways, uh, keep going while I get this uh, figured out. We are live, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Kurt's on the inner yeah. circle, so he, he's the one that owns your company. So I'm sure that if we need to edit, we will. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we managed to manipulate the market by uh, changing the rules uh, in our favor to try and uh, crash the game. Uh, we just really needed these people to stop buying these figures, and we really needed them to just uh, give up on the game altogether. So we introduced a bunch of weird new rules that we were hoping, you know, nobody in their right mind would enjoy or like and uh you know what there's still if you if you get on these weird forums that they hang out on and you look at what they're saying uh they're holding they're they're keeping this game alive still they they kind of like the new rules that we made even though we did it on purpose to try and get them to stop it's uh it's a hard time for a, a billion clicks man like myself really is so killing one game helps you make money in the act of of killing the game and how the stocks and the hedge funds seem to go and yet due to the i i believe the topic we're covering today the introduction of legacy cards making older figures have more value has really put a damper on the uh, new rules uh getting everybody to jump ship off the stock or off the game yeah that's correct uh you know uh, we uh, we introduced a bunch of different stuff. The inner circles got a lot of pull at WizKids, uh, and uh, Hero Clicks just being one of their many products. We thought we could just tank it, and uh, we'd short it. And you know, we've got a lot of money sunk into these dice and board games, and we stand to make a lot as long as Hero Clicks dies. And uh, yeah, too many people buying too much of the product it's just bad for us it's bad for business it's bad for america well maybe if it's bad for your wallet doesn't mean it's necessarily bad for the consumers and i for one am am happy with the way things are going so far maybe you're just gonna have to uh invest in uh smash city or something wouldn't that be right hmm. yes yeah, smash city may be one of my investments uh hang on i've got kurt on the line here um what's that yeah 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 hugh Mung oh yep okay sorry hugh you're fired um oh just got off the phone with your just network uh, like boss. that yep 
yep, that's how it works here at the inner circle. Go ahead and uh, pass it on. I don't. To well, let me check one my, of your other anchors. I uh, uh, okay. I'll. I guess I'll. I guess I will be up uh, going. I'll. Yes, that's it for the broadcast uh, this week, everybody. Uh, as I grab my office and figures in my cardboard box, I I guess this will be the last time I'll ever say this, but uh, America, I'm signing off. Humongous. One last time. Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode... 348 i'm your sexy ranch and uh humongous aka calder ness uh howdy howdy let's get rowdy Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, is the Billion Clicks, Bruce. Uh, what's going on, Simeon? The heavy, sorry, the uh, Heroclix champion. Yeah, get it right. Sorry, Calder. If I had known you were also humongous, I never would have gotten you fired from your uh, prestigious position there at the uh, unnamed network. Oh, water, water under the bridge, uh, Simeon, water under the bridge. I still have this job, at least for now. Anyways, so uh, it's it's a stacked week. This is part one, as you guys can tell by the title. This is purely going to be talking about the rules uh, and all of that jazz. And then next week, not next week, but literally a few hours from now, we will be recording part two, which will come out later this week. Give you guys plenty of time in between shows uh, here. So part two is going to be all about the new figures that we saw today, which is January 31st. Uh, the figures we saw was the case unboxing from Heroclix Italia. We also saw some eBay figures go on. Ooh, sorry. I'm also watching the Royal Rumble as we're recording. Uh, pretty good matches. Very happy about that Goldberg loss. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, part two is going to be all about Future Foundation, the Plastic Man objects, some of the eBay uh, LE figures we saw. Uh, basically, all that stuff, covering legacy, etc. But right now, it's just going to be about the rules. Without further ado, Simeon, uh, what made you happy this week, my man? Uh, this week, what made me happy is 13 inches of snow is finally... Uh slightly melting and i've i've begun normal driving routines almost uh it was a pretty hectic crazy week at the beginning because uh a lot of like blocked off intersections a lot of hills that you had to avoid um omaha is a pretty like weird town to take like the back roads so if you're ever here and you have to take a back road because there's a multiple pile up on like a major thoroughfare then it gets kind of crazy with like people not shoveling behind their cars and then trying to get out and getting high centered in the middle of the street. Uh, so yeah, it made me happy now that the snow's melting. Uh, not so much happy, but uh, it's definitely evened out my my anger towards the snow. It's now uh, at a solid zero. Well, that's good. That's uh, that's nice, Simeon. 
Uh, what made me happy this week? I had a lot of downtime. So I worked on a lot of cosplay. And when I work on cosplay, I either watch a TV show or movies or something. And this week, I decided I would pound through some movies. Just whatever sort of came up. Uh, I have about a month left of my Amazon subscription ever since I remembered I had one. And now I needed to cancel it after paying for it for several months and not using it. Uh, yeah, so now I'm going <laughs> to finally use it. And I watched a couple of movies. Uh, in no particular order, I'm going to name off the movies I saw. And then I will... Uh, name them off again in ranking. So this is the seven movies I watched this week uh, in the order I watched them and then in the order of where I would rank them on what I thought of them as a movie. Uh, I watched Rambo 5, Last Blood. I watched Signs by uh, What's-His-Face, M. Night Shyamalan. I watched Dead Rising Watchtower and Dead Rising Endgame, the animated Adams Family 2019 movie, uh, the first RoboCop, and then Con Air. And I watched all these movies for the first time uh, this week. The following is uh, worst to best in ranking. Uh, taking home the worst movie I saw this week uh, has to go RoboCop. It sucked. I'm sorry, guys. I don't oh, get how anyone no. likes this movie. Dude, I don't even want to hear the rest of your list. That was um, easily going to be number yeah. one for, my, for me on that list. No. So, like, oh. so... Here's the thing. It's a cool premise, uh, but the hero is an unthinking. I mean, he's thinking whatever. But he's like an unfeeling like cop. It, like when he when he is RoboCop, which doesn't make him a very interesting protagonist at all. Um, it's way too gory. It's needlessly gory for an action movie. Yeah. And this is coming from an evil from an Evil Dead fan. I, I don't like gore. I honestly prefer no gore at all. You know, like um, what cemented it's like covered in ooze and then hit by a car and explodes. That is that's literally what I was about to say. Yeah. That is what cemented. This is my <laughs> least favorite movie of the week. That was so disturbing. And yeah, like it was just so gross. Like, why did he need to turn into some nasty mutant thing? Like, it was awful. Yeah. Everything besides that I could live with. You know, I liked RoboCop's one-liners. I thought it was good. It's honestly probably better than Adam's Family, but I just felt like ranking it this low just to get some shock value out of a lot of people. Um, I liked the idea of it, a man turned into uh, a, you know, a cop, like a robot, and then like his family's gone, whatever, thinks he's dead. His partner, you know, figures out who he is. He somehow keeps the muscle memory of putting his gun back into his thing, even though he has no muscles anymore. Like quite literally doesn't have that arm. I don't know if it's ingrained in his brain or how muscle memory necessarily works, I guess. But I found that uh, slightly odd. Um, but yeah, anyways, Robocop, just not as good as it was hyped up to be. That, that's probably what it really was. was I, I had the reboot. I had and, it. Uh, let us know which one's better out of those two. Oh, I've actually I, I watched the reboot before. Oh, okay. I've already seen the reboot. Yeah, I watched it before I watched the first one. Um, I don't know. It's been a few years since I watched the reboot. I probably thought it was fine. I ended up buying an action figure from the reboot because I thought he looked really cool. So um, I guess I probably liked the 2013 reboot more. I think it was 2013 anyways. Um, so yeah, so that is, that's the first one. That's the worst one. And it's only the worst because it was hyped up by like everybody, the whole world, you know, it's supposed to be this cool classic. And it was just like, okay, you know? Uh, yeah. RoboCop sort of becomes Judge Jury and uh, Executioner. You know, he's just like a souped up, more powerful Judge Dredd, but also just not as interesting as Judge Dredd. Uh, so to get off the RoboCop bash train, uh, number six is Dead Rising Endgame. Uh, I like the Dead Rising video games a lot. Uh, I really, I really, really like them. This is the sequel to Watchtower. Um, I prefer, what's his face? Um, the reporter. Frank. 
and now I can't think of his name. Yeah, I, I prefer Frank West to Chuck Green, and Endgame had Chuck Green as opposed to the first one having Frank West. So, and I didn't even realize it was Chuck Green until the freaking credits rolled, or until the guy like called him Chuck all the way at the end. Uh, the movie was just not as good. It had some very uh, emotionless, bland characters. So, Dead Rising Endgame takes the number six spot. Uh, the number five spot is Adam's Family. It's a fine story. I enjoyed the Adam's Family. Uh, the animation is just so awful to look at. If you just look up the 2019 Adam's Family trailer, um, the character design is like Phineas and Ferb character design, but they're like in 3D, um, that like model world. So like their proportions and everything just look disgustingly off. And it's just hard. It's just painful on the eyes to look at like the way how these characters' faces are either scrunched or elongated. <laughs> or wacky it's it's a fun movie the voice acting is fine but just because of how terrible the animation style is i had to i had to put adam's family at the number five spot at the number four spot is dead rising watchtower i really enjoyed it frank west uh is not a main neither of the main characters of either game are the main characters in the dead rising movies uh but in watchtower he's a reoccurring character he's talking in a new segment with this other lady um in between like bits of the movie and he sort of tells people how to survive he you know he gets his couple lines out he's covered wars you know blah 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 tells people like to go craft and make weapons it's fun he's played by some actor i've seen before who i'm like yeah sure that's a good frank west so i enjoyed it uh there was a really bad sort of side story about some characters in this once again these dead rising movies are like c-list movies um, but Frank West being there was very enjoyable. The little Lego looking people from like that one Mega Man game. Uh, and then they're also all in the Dead Rising game. But like that little head thing was there. The main character puts on um, one of its like the shirts. And he also makes the uh, the buzzsaw sledgehammer and kills a couple zombies that way. It, it definitely had better weapons. The second movie was way too too focused on like guns and stuff. And then this first one was way more focused on the crafting like part of weapons in Dead Rising, which I heavily enjoyed. Uh, number three goes to Rambo Last Blood. Uh, the hour worth of buildup is totally worth it for the awesome scene of just seeing him absolutely destroy these like, uh, I don't know, Mex they're not like cartel, I guess. There's something. They're like bad Mexican guys that like do human trafficking stuff, right? So uh, he just like, you know, murders them all in super cool way ways. Uh, I heavily enjoyed it. Stallone gives a great performance. Uh, almost made me tear up. And then uh, number two and number one uh, were based on how many times I cried and then just how epic uh, the end scenes were. So taking our number two spot is Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Joe Quinn Phoenix. This is my favorite role Joe Quinn Phoenix has ever done. And I've only seen The Joker and now Signs. So it's just better than The Joker. <laughs> I really need you to uh, say Joaquin. This is... <laughs> Oh, Joaquin. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Joaquin. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Joaquin. Is it not though? Joaquin. Is that not how it's spelled? <laughs> That's how it's spelled right. for sure. Um, I just never heard sure. it pronounced Joaquin that Phoenix. Way. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gives a great uh, performance as Merrill. Mel Gibson gives an amazing, amazing performance as I think his name's like Abraham or something like that. Graham. It's Graham. Uh, gives a great performance as Graham. Uh, movies like Signs are these are the kind of alien movies I like. It does it better than Arrival in the whole slow burn aliens coming to Earth thing. The reason it does it better than Arrival is because it shows like the real humanistic aspect of uh, Carmela's going to tap to Sasha. That's lame. I mean, Carmela's not that great, so I get it. Anyway, sorry. Royal Rumble's still happening, guys. Anyways, uh, so about signs. And then after we get through my movie list, we can go on to the podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so... Mel Gibson plays a priest and he has to struggle with his disbelief in God after his wife dies and everything. And then with these aliens, he just doesn't know what to think anymore. 
And with the way the kids are and the funniness of like them wearing the tinfoil hats, it's just it's a really funny movie in these little quick bursts. And then when you see Mel Gibson's character uh, come through back to, you know, spoilers for signs. And I guess all these movies kind of uh, Mel Gibson's character uh, has a beautiful character arc, realizing there's there's so much to life and then becoming a priest again. And just the, the line swing away. Meryl is just so beautiful. And then him just like beating the crap out of this alien is just so awesome so heavily uh heavily really enjoyed that it was just a great movie maybe cry it was awesome uh number one spot con air what a good movie what just a fun time oh my gosh uh nicholas cage plays whoever i don't even remember dude uh some yeah. lieutenant he's an army ranger uh he's got long hair he's has one of the worst uh accents i've ever heard in a movie but it's funny because it's nicholas cage well, he's like he's a mix between uh, what's Forrest Gump and like some other like Southern person. Let's say just Howard Brock, for instance, like he's just having such a weird <laughs> Southern accent. It's hilarious. The star power in this movie, uh, Dave Chappelle is in it. Uh, Danny Trejo is in it. Uh, who else? There's there's just great star power. Uh, Steve Buscemi is in it. And then there's also this dude who was also in red. I don't know if you've seen red or not, but he's bald. He's a crazy guy in red. Uh, and he plays another oh, crazy guy. Cyrus um, Iris, I think is who he plays. Sure. Uh, if he's bald and has a little goatee, then yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John sure. Malkovich. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's So, in, like, right? dude, the star power is great in Con Air. Um, yeah, no. he's th That's the only movie I've seen him in before. It was, like, Red and Red 2, uh, which are also super underrated Bruce Willis movies. I really enjoy the Red, Red movies. Anyways. Conair is just great, dude. You're like, man, you're feeling for Nick Cage the whole time because he just wants to go see his daughter. You all want to see my daughter, you know, and he's just he's the hero of it. He gets these close calls. It's it's a good time. It's a good action movie that knows it's an action movie. It has slow motion, you know, explosions and all that fun stuff. And it's just it's heartbreaking and and beautiful all at the same time. And it's funny. It's great. They play Sweet Home Alabama like three times. And each time you're like, it's not even cringe. It's hilarious. It's great. I love it. I'm digging Sweet Home Alabama all of a sudden. So, yeah, dude, Con Air was just great. It was I'm and I, I've had some of these movies on a list for a long time. And I think I've had Con Air on my list for like three years to watch it. And I was like, I can't believe it took me this long to watch Con Air. It was honestly it was amazing. It was great. So. Uh, those are the movies I saw. That's the ranking of, you know, just sort of just how much I enjoyed them. So, yeah. After you watch great. Signs. We need uh, a Con Air Hero quick set. You really need to watch, I think it's Scary Movie 3. Um, but Scary Movie 3, like the big plot of it is like based off of Signs. It's like a big spoof on Signs with other scary movies like mm. thrown in. Okay. And the scene where they're all like, where he walks right. into the living room and they're all wearing like the tinfoil hats. They do that same scene, except he like walks in and like stares at the TV with them and then like unwraps the top of one of the hats and like breaks off a piece of chocolate and eats it without saying anything. And it's like one of like the best, like <laughs> it's one of the best, like, pretty uh, good. like not forced jokes. Um, Kind yeah, because like, uh, those those scary movies and all those like spoof movies have really forced obvious like painful jokes. Yeah, in them, which is why I normally don't watch a lot like, of like uh, Naked yeah. Gun and stuff was really good about doing like non obvious humor in the background. And it's one of those things where it's like not it's not so obvious that it's like zoomed in and like, you know, forces you to partake in the joke. But it's just like this little background observation mm -hmm. kind of thing where he just like snaps off a piece of chocolate yeah. from like. What is essentially a giant Hershey kiss that is on funny. top of their head? 
Hershey's Kiss. Yeah, it does look like a kiss. Yeah, that is pretty good. All right, I dig that. Uh, so I'll add Scary Movie 3 to my list now. And then if I watch more movies next week, we'll have, a, we'll have another uh, movie ranking and people can get mad at me. Um, no, I, and the reason I watched RoboCop is because I saw that they had both RoboCop 2 and 3 on there. And after I watched RoboCop, I was like, I don't even want to watch the second one. This was awful, you know? Um, anyways, uh, moving on to the news section. All right, there's rules. I'm going to read Article Zero, and by read it, I'm going to I'm going to read three lines from it. So, uh, Article Zero is about the intro and goals that they want to happen uh, for the HeroClix rules update. They're going to be reworking the game, much uh, like in 2017 when they reworked it with Thor, but instead they're changing like a whole whole like a lot of stuff, guys, like a bunch of stuff. And all these changes are going to take effect once the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary set happens. So very simple. This is just going to give us a quick taste of what WizKids is trying to do. So they said, strategically, we're trying to achieve a few things. Making Heroclix easier and fun to try for beginners. Making Heroclix more compelling for rookies. Focusing Heroclix on the fun and strategic choices for veterans. All right, boom. That's it. That's all I'm going to read from Article Zero. Simeon, say whatever you want, but then I'm going to put you in charge of uh, going into Article One. Let's not read the whole thing because there's a lot to read yeah. there. There's so much. Um, so all I'm going to say is I feel like they're coming at their problem, the problem that they perceive, which is that like newer players, one, don't just don't like jump into the game. I think they're coming at it at the wrong way. I think newer players have a fine time getting into the game I think it's keeping them interested in the game when you pump out set after set with all these commons and uncommons that no one ends up being able to play with at like bigger tourneys or just in general because uh, there's like every set has probably 20 figures that'll never be placed on the table um, by any given person. Mm -hmm. um, that's like pretty easy. I would say is like 20 figures. So that's, that's my main takeaway is I just don't think they're coming at the problem. They're, correct angle but it's glad that they're trying to do something or i'm glad they're trying to do something um so 2021 rules article one the indomitable knot man just get a better title for your stuff uh so i'm gonna yeah i'm just gonna skim through this real quick mm -hmm. They are pushing out pushing damage. Why we are pushing out pushing damage? The original purpose of pushing damage was to implement a cost to acting frequently with your character. It meant that there were basically two costs in original hero clicks. The pre-game point cost to include a character on your force and mid-game clicks of damage to act consistently with them. Which, if you look at older figures, they usually had a lot longer dials like they got a lot worse but they had a lot longer dials so pushing them didn't really cost as much but indomitable wasn't a thing back then either um unless it was a feat card mm -hmm. even though pushing damage is a cost there are benefits to the game that exists and then they list some of the benefits there's a skill test to knowing when to push and when to pass i would agree with that um it does I would say a skilled player knows when to push and when not to, but I would usually say uh, I usually only push out of, like, desperation. If I'm winning handily or, like, even if I'm, like, up on points, I'm probably not pushing unless I'm just in a really bad position or it makes one of my characters better. And whether that's skill or not, like, 
you can read the the dial, so I don't know if it's skill to know if your character gets better. Um, knowing if you're behind on points or if like the momentum's really badly in your favor, I don't really know how much skill is involved in that. Um, I guess I haven't been a new player recently enough to know. Uh, then they say, we're able to design figures that motivate you to deal them pushing damage in order to get a click that's better than the click they're on, often called activation clicks. Being able to push as a way to switch from one set of powers to another, which is a lot of characters do that. Uh, a lot of characters have like those back and forth kind of dials. Perhaps most rarely, it gives players a way to KO their own character to trigger a benefit. That one I don't really... I've never KO'd a character of my own to trigger a benefit other than for, like, Hela from the Mighty Thor set. And so if this article was based completely around Devin Adams and his meta Hela team, then we can blame him solely for this entire thing. Um, so that's their that's their, uh, their their pros for pushing damage. Um, right. Originally acting consistently with your biggest threat that you had advantageously positioned was seen as a huge benefit. We've come to feel the benefits of pushing damage weren't worth the trade-off. And then they say, the basic strategic decision to push your character just doesn't feel good. Worse still, if you push to miss with an attack or push to fail a breakaway roll, you feel like you're digging your own grave. Yeah, that's why people usually don't do that. Um... If it's like a Hail Mary thing where you have to push to try and attack and you miss, then it's like, well, I had to do that either way. Um, if you're just pushing and missing anyhow, then yeah, like you're you're definitely digging your own grave as far as like your f clicks figure goes. But I don't, I just don't know why they associate that with like a bad feeling. Like losing in general doesn't feel good for most people. And so... I really dislike all of the feel good, feel bad kind of wording that they throw in there because at the end of the day, it's like a competitive game. It is like a game yeah. and there will be a loser and a winner. So there's zero chance that you're going to ever make both sides feel like 100% great all the time, always. I just don't know if getting rid of this like particular thing is what makes people feel bad when they're losing. Um, it's definitely not the undercosted perplex that can make a vulture completely annihilate your team in one turn. That's not. Oh the yeah. Case. Speaking uh, of what makes me feel bad when I lose is when my opponent kills one figure and then just goes on a rampage and kills all of them in one turn <laughs> in like a twenty-minute turn, might I add. That makes you know what else makes me feel, feel bad good, when you can when you when you can target my entire team and then also deal them your full damage value based on the loose wording we have for targeting. That makes me feel bad. You know what else makes me feel bad? Being like, oh, I just don't even need to have a target to then use this colossal retaliation BS after resolutions, whatever. That makes me feel bad. Those are actual physical things that are broken inside of your game. <laughs> Those are the things that make me feel bad. Uh, Wait, yeah. so go ahead and continue. I don't interrupt you again. I do agree with a few of their points here, though. Uh, they say, so continuing, the deeper strategic decision to push your character in order to shift to a new power set vastly widens the gap between rookies and veterans. I disagree because they can see their own cards now, so it's not like the dial is hidden to them and they need to memorize it. If you look on click two and you have better powers than you have on click one, that is not a rookie decision to push. That's just 
basic like knowledge of the game uh i would put that up there with like the pack like if you know your powers and abilities and you see on click two you've got better ones i don't i don't think that's like a rookie compared to veteran thing i don't think you have to be like an old hat at the game to understand that kind of thing i will say it's between like a brand new player and a rookie sure like if you're very new to the game like if it's like your first couple like months into the game you probably don't quite understand that yet but at that point you shouldn't be playing like high competitive stuff anyhow so i would imagine that a lot of like the people you're playing with if you're with a good play group are probably uh like not holding your hand but they're probably giving you like some advice as to like that kind of thing like they're not going to let you play a mortal hulk and then keep him on his first click the entire game kind of thing um then they say willpower occupying the defense slot meant that characters couldn't have both a damage reducer and the ability to avoid pushing damage this eventually caused the invention of indomitable the striped shield foreshadowing the need to prevent pushing damage that's something that yeah uh doing our thursday throwbacks willpower is a commodity occasionally it's printed on your defense occasionally you have a huge high point character that just can't uh do two things in a row without taking pushing damage um it's really weird in the old game i'm glad that like moving forward that will just never be a thing that we have to worry about again but uh there are like some like low level characters that it made sense as to why they like wouldn't get willpower until a certain click or they'd have willpower printed on their dial instead of having an indomitable shield uh different stuff like that but i will agree with them on this point and then they say pushing damage is a second drawback in the same dimension as action tokens the result of taking a second consecutive action with the character wasn't just pushing damage it was also being forced to pass pass that character on the following turn and that isn't fun either like yeah i guess i guess clearing characters so that your opponent can do stuff on their turn like why even have turns it should just be me attacking you i'll move up i'll move up again and then i'll attack you and then once i win i've had fun and so then we can end the game because I've had fun and that's what this is about. Um, no, this one just seems kind of not well thought out. Uh, I wouldn't call pushing damage a second drawback. I would call anytime you have two action, two actions, a necessary, uh, like thing. Um, sometimes you need to give that second action. Now you need to like do two things at once. Maybe your opponent is twice as mobile as you, and so you have to spend one action just to catch up to them, and then you have to push to like do a follow-up attack. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is a thing. Um, I wouldn't say it's not fun. I consider that part of like strategy, and I don't even think that's like a rookie thing. I think it's... I don't know. I'm going to say that's like a net zero as far as a bad or good thing. I don't really find pushing damage and a second action token as drawbacks. I just find them as, like, you know, how the game works. Um, And then the last point for this little section. Sometimes many things happen between the decision to take pushing damage and actually taking the damage that make it easy to overlook. It isn't unheard of for a character to take an action where they do two things, like charge, pick up an object along the way, and resolve a few die rolls. By the time the player should be taking the click of damage, it might be easy to forget. Uh, I'll agree with this to an extent, yeah. Um, 
it's quite easy, especially in these Thursday throwdown games that we do, it's quite easy to just forget that a like high point character doesn't have indomitable or doesn't have willpower. And when you do a second action token, like I'm sure both of us have done it at some point in these games, um, where we just forget to like damage our characters kind of thing, especially if there's like a oh, lot yeah. of follow up stuff. Uh, it's probably even worse back when you would like push to mind control and then also take feedback damage from mind control and like yada yada. Uh, that was all mm. gotten rid of in 2017. And then I will flash forward, as their article says, to today and cover their willpower section. Oh, well, just uh, roll for willpower. Roll for willpower. Roll for willpower. So their willpower section says, if there wasn't pushing damage, it meant that willpower wouldn't do anything as a standard power. This was the first thing we wanted to focus on when it came to the ripple effects of removing pushing damage. So that's what the the whole article is going to be about. Them removing pushing damage and the subsequent powers that are affected by that. So, for willpower in 2021, at the beginning of your turn, you may roll a d6 on a 5 through 6, remove an action token from this character. Um, I'm cool with that. It means that characters that, you know, if there is a point formula, which I don't believe there is, but if there is, it means that characters that were point-costed to have willpower on their dial still have a power that still does something. They didn't just, like, net zero willpower and it just, like, is colorful defense now. Um, and as someone who used to roll for willpower all the time, I like that, uh, you know, I called this at least four years ahead of time, so that's cool. Um, and then we get on to Indomitable. So Indomitable, they say, before we start... Oh, before we share the solution they settled on, they wanted to share the ideas that they didn't select. So leaving it as a combat combat symbol that granted willpower, and so then you would have the shield. You wouldn't take pushing damage, but you would also get the willpower roll, which is a five through six to remove an action token at the beginning of the turn, uh, making it functionally identical to colossal stamina, which would be. Uh, let's see, Colossal Stamina is too close to pushing damage for us to believe that it's right to remove pushing damage and then apply Colossal Stamina to all existing characters. So that was just, like, kind of never going to happen in this whole thing. It's kind of weird that they even yeah. put that as, like, an option. Uh, and then retiring the term Indomitable and making the Striped Shield the standard defense symbol. So this means that moving forward, like the WWE set, all characters will just come with the Striped Shield, um, it won't add anything new. It'll just be the generic thing. And then moving backwards, anyone without the striped shield also has the exact same benefit as someone that does have it. So effectively, all special defense right. symbols just pushing damage are the same. Exist. Yeah, just pushing damage doesn't exist. Doesn't matter what the speed, mm -hmm. uh, what the defense symbol is anymore. Uh, moving on to colossal stamina. Uh, so, as said above, we strongly didn't want to move the negatives of pushing damage into a new game effect. Colossal Stamina was a valuable benefit to Colossal Figures, so we didn't want to just trim it away like we did with Indomitable. Our design goals were allow Colossal Stamina and perhaps giant figures to act more frequently than standard-sized characters, avoid the negatives of pushing damage, ensure larger figures were still fun and compelling for players to utilize. Um... 
So what they decided to go with is in 2021, great size is going to grant. So great size is something that anyone that is a giant or colossal has. Uh, usually it incorporates like all the line of fire rules and then also the colossal stamina text usually. Um, mm -hmm. So it goes through the improved targeting stuff and then it has a caveat at the end that says, this character can use willpower and succeeds on a roll of three through six, protected pulse wave, which the protected pulse wave has always been there. Um, that's just so it's not capital protected. So it doesn't mean the character is protected. It just means great size is protected. And this is to get around like weird knockback kind of stuff and things that would like, if I'm pulse waving and there's blocking between me and a giant, but we're outdoors and I can draw a line of fire to him. If pulse wave got rid of great size, that would make him like standard size. So I wouldn't be able to see him. And then that makes it really weird for how pulse wave continues on um so protected pulse wave is only there for that kind of situation um and then team abilities mm -hmm. so there's team abilities that grant Ooh. willpower or colossal stamina uh they say a few team abilities grant willpower or colossal stamina um so any team ability that says you can use willpower will give you the dice roll and then ones that have Colossal Stamina, such as the Masters of Evil team ability, uh, now grant you Masters of Evil 2021 says, when an adjacent friendly character makes a close attack, modify the target's defense minus one if the target is adjacent to this character. So it's PD or Hydra for close, which is awesome. Um, we've needed that for a while. We should have had that a while I think it's ago. good, yeah. I, I don't think it's like game-breaking, but it's definitely... <laughs> It's definitely good. No, I, so here's the thing it's about the Master's Evil for me. But, yeah. Um, personally, if they would have given everybody willpower and then kept Master's Evil the same, then it would have been really good because most people that have Masters of Evil don't even have willpower to begin with, which makes me just like never want to push them all that yeah, much. Because then you're like so. Master of Evil was always like a bad it. team ability to me. <laughs> yeah. So to me, Master of Evil is just kind of a terrible team ability just because of how they designed Masters of Evil characters. And now, with it doing this, I think it's way cooler. I think a lot of the Masters of Evil, like well, the Grim Reaper, um, Radioactive Man, whatever, a couple of them, who the heck knows, uh, Baron Zemo, etc. I think they're all pretty close-based, you know? Obviously, some of them aren't, like the, the Ultron, the uh, Mark V, all that jazz. Um, what really makes it big for me, what makes me happy, is the uh, zombie team base... Dr. Octopus's uh, thing for the team base is he gives everybody uh, and the base itself, whoever started on it, the Master of Evil team ability. This is way better because half the zombies don't even have willpower. So, like, Master of Evil for zombies all close up, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah, so, I like the Master of Evil change a lot. That's, that's about the only big positive thing from um, this article, for me, anyways. It makes the Wrecking Crew, not that this is like a top tier team or anything, but it makes the Wrecking Ooh. Crew infinitely better because they are definitely all close combat pieces um and yeah like having oh man poor Billy just K. like all swarming one yeah. dude makes it way hard or way easier to hit with like so like in the the mighty thor set which is only not even four years old at this point it's like three and a half years old or whatever um having yeah, nine attacks there. nine attack value on like your lower dial really does not do a whole lot for me but if my team ability is at least giving my opponent the minus one then that means that you know like i'm i'm at least doing something 
Uh, it means some characters like Chase Ultron probably aren't getting a huge benefit from it. I doubt that he's ever, you know, going to be like close up or like hopefully if you're playing him, he's not close yeah. up. He's got eight range, so you'll probably want to shoot from range or whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, a ton of like really solid close combat, like Thunderball Wrecker, Bulldozer, Pile Driver, um, just to name the Wrecking Crew. Those are all close combat pieces. And if you play all four, then your opponent, like the one person that you group up on, is going to have a minus three to uh, defense when any one of them attacks. So that's pretty solid. Well, I guess depending on placement, yeah. Might only be minus two. Still pretty solid right that's basically it for for article one uh so before we uh jump into the next article uh women's rumble is going on right now my vote is uh for alexa bliss i think she'd be great uh to win the women's royal rumble currently oh, no one's eliminated yeah, yeah. uh i'll try not to try I not saw, to boot Ooh, I saw the fireball she storm spit at just uh, hit a lot of people Randy Orton. Butt. ouch yeah, Randy Orton's got a funny mask now and a bunch of fake red paint on that his was face. Hilarious. Possibly the silliest thing I've seen in Come WWE on. in a few years. Oh yeah, him rolling around these, like a uh, little, little funny man. I love it. These dark matches, Shotzi like, Blackheart edits very is dude, very for no match, dude. I love it. No, I love him. I love him, dude. Let's make it as campy as possible. Let's let's play up the story. I love Shotzi Blackheart's costume. It's very um, Miss Marvel uh, with the Thunderbolt type thing she's got. I don't know if that's who she's trying to like. Oh, and she's the first lady eliminated, too. I'm sorry, Shotzi. But Shayna Baszler eliminated her, which is cool. Shayna Baszler's a South Dakota girl, Viking fan. So big there big Shayna Baszler guy. I am. Yeah, really cool. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's, uh, to, let's get into that next just article. Just to recap, so, uh, article one, uh, no characters yeah, 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 take yeah. pushing yeah, yeah, damage yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the Wonder Woman set rolls out here in like June or July or whenever it gets pushed back to or whatever, as soon as the Wonder Woman uh, set drops and the new rules drop with it, no characters Ooh, will take pushing really? damage. Uh, just period. Mm -hmm. um, anybody with the Indomitable symbol will be the same as anybody without it. Anybody with printed willpower or access to it through any kind of trait or team ability or uh, equipment will have a five through six die roll to remove an action token similar to leadership, but only for themselves. Colossal stamina will be the same, except it'll be a three through six, and that'll be granted with the giant size. Well, not colossal stamina. Sorry, that'll be the the great size. Yeah. Uh, not trait, but uh, the keyword great size. Colossal stamina, as far as right now, just no longer exists, except uh, they've retroactively fixed a few characters that had it, and then. Uh, Masters of Evil has been changed. Things like uh, Cosmic Power, uh, Power Cosmic, whatever the new version we'll of it still, is, Quintessence, yeah. like all the... Cosmic Energy. Yeah, Cosmic Energy. Anything like that that grants willpower will still grant it. It'll just give you that three through six. But that's Article 1. Um, Calder, do you want to yay or nay on this first bit of yeah. news? Uh, article one, uh, to me, this is the only one I'd really nay on too much. I'm not a big fan. Like, so they talk about, uh, like, what is it called again? Banner clicks, stuff like that. Activation clicks. I probably use like pushing somebody more so not even for activation clicks. I don't play a lot of those style of figures. Um, just like if I know, and I can obviously check cause of the card. 
hey, Super Scroll's in his like middle clicks here. I'd rather push him to last to have shape change again than keep him on a click that doesn't have it right before he's on. So to me, pushing is a really huge tactical element of the game that's been around since the game's conception, to my knowledge anyways. And to change it, you know, almost 20 years into this game makes me wonder, like, is <laughs> it's such a funny thing to change yeah. a core core rule like this long into a game's life. And I'm curious about the thought process that went into it. And they, they explain it a little bit, but I really do want to know the straw that breaks the camel's back here because to me, and I get it, that's just one more thing for a, a new player to learn. So as far as new player stuff goes, sure. I, uh, I get it right um, now, instead of being like, Oh, well, how come he takes this and he doesn't I'm like, Oh, well, this guy's got a little stripe on a shield and this guy doesn't have a stripe on a shield. You know, it sort of makes it a little easier for new players. But then again, I've never had someone not fully comprehend uh, pushing damage. That's never been a big rules issue. So yeah, it confuses me as to why they do it. A ton of golden age figures do get a lot better. I, I will tell you that um, I'm excited to play more golden age. If just ever pushing damage just doesn't exist. Well, that makes people that just didn't have it before. And obviously those sets uh, that just didn't exist with Indomitable are way better. So yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, the change to willpower, self-leadership, fine. Uh, there's plenty of figures that used to be able to self-leadership before. So this is a pretty natural change if we're getting rid of pushing damage. Self-leadership's okay. It's just and like I said, big ups, that big up on the match for people. Because the characters yeah, that have yeah. printed willpower aren't really the types that you would be like, oh yeah, they... They could just like unaction themselves, um, like Mary Jane. So I've I've read a lot of uh, opinions on this first article. I've read a lot of like reasons why they like pushing damage and a lot of reasons why it's like fine to get rid of it. Um, I purely think they should leave it as an optional thing because uh, like when uh, this last Thursday throwdown when I was playing Boy of Silence, uh, he hears but he cannot speak. Uh for he has no mouth, but he must scream. Oh, uh, the boy gracious. of silence. I pushed him like crazy because his like lower dial is way better than his top dial, and it takes way more than like one push. And I'm not gonna bank on uh, Calder like smacking him to the right click that I want him to be on. So like characters where um, you can just push him just for pushing sake, I think it's like fine. And then. If you if you tell like a new player like you have the option to take damage, then they're just gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna take it, and then like problem solved, they don't have to take it. And then as they become like a more seasoned player, maybe they see a character and they're like, well, I'd really like to push off of outwit because I'm playing against somebody who's got all power cosmic, and I'd like to have that perplex click, but I'm stuck on outwit because I have no way of pushing off of it. And again, I'm not banking on them hitting me to the correct click that I want to be hit to. And I'm not going to play the exact right kind of pieces and equipment to damage my own characters every single game I play. Um, that's just silly to like always play Blind Owl, always play uh, Spin Ring and bounce yourself into like walls or off ledges. Like nobody's going to yeah. do that. That's not a casual thing if I always put those things on my team. I'd like the ability to be able to push uh, if they're going to completely get like rid of it. Too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's bad. I will say that I am indifferent to it because I think it kind of switches the the entire meta up to the, like the point where it's almost like a completely different landscape with this one rule alone. Um, the fact that paparazzi can't push to death, but they can take two actions. The fact that Jason Wingard can now bring in 
any bystander and that bystander might be autonomous or not and they can take two actions without pushing like they have to be ko'd they can't just be in kept uh the fact that ellie lockjaw can land on click six and doesn't die from in cap or anything anymore uh he can be given two actions there's a lot of figures that used to have a weakness yeah. that was you know taking an extra like push or whatever and now that they don't like mudman is infinitely better at 20 points now that he has pseudo willpower um i don't even know what to call it anymore because willpower is no longer you know he's just he doesn't take pushing damage i guess uh there's a lot of characters that are just made way better and it's mostly like these really cheap characters so it's kind of weird yeah yeah dude pogs are wild now um I know, I know we talked a little bit about the whole Mary Jane situation going on. I think this change uh, for current, like, modern play, it's going to be a big shift. It, it just changes the way things just work, you know? Changes the way you go about your Mary Jane pogs. Changes the way you go about, uh, it for a second, Immortal Hulk. But now that's all solved, so it's fine now, whatever. Um, but still, it still shakes up the the core of the game because it's a core rule, and just that's just the way it is. So it's rough. Yeah, it's real rough. It's sad that uh, Marvella for um, fifteen points can now bury her two turns in a row, and Mary Jane on yes. click three oh. can remove action tokens from herself so that she can power action make paparazzi. Uh, so there's just never a turn where she uh. can't unless there's some already on the board. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I, I do like it a little bit in the more risk involved for Mary Jane because now if you just roll bad, you get one paparazzi, you're stuck with him. You're yeah. stuck with him the whole time, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, yeah, so it, it sort of nerfs her a little bit, oddly enough. Uh, a buff to all characters kind of nerfs the way that she she can be played. Um, it's, it's funny to me. I think it's hilarious. Uh, all right. Let's get into benching powers, you know, bench warmers and powers sitting out sets. TSA took my quads away. They wouldn't let me on the airplane. They took my quads. It was very painful. They were built into my skin. They took them away. How am I supposed to fight Magneto now? Basically, with with this article, they're saying that uh, every set or so is going to have powers that just aren't going to be in it. So they said before, we have 48 standard powers. It's a lot of powers. And this is the premise of this. I do agree with them on Uh, every time I try to teach someone to play hero clicks and then I tell them, well, basically, you have to memorize this book or as close to memorize as possible. You have to know the gist. You don't have to read off how pulse wave and hypersonic work like word for word you just sort of need to know like the gist of what's going on um and to a new player it's a lot you know i loved the game i loved it so much that i you know just spent time reading the pack reading the rule book a whole bunch and i get things wrong all the time all the time uh rip billy k i liked her she was funny eliminated anyways so it's it's a lot it's a lot there are a lot of freaking powers to learn and so you know, that's what I liked they did about WWE, where if you only cared about wrestling, boom. Here are the powers that they use in wrestling, and that's it. That's all you need to know. So I think a lot of this is sort of stemming from, like, how they were trying to make that new player friendly. So that's really cool. So uh, fewer standard power changes how figures feel different to each other. So basically, right now, the ways figures are especially low rarity ones, blah, 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 blah. Instead of having cool, crazy special stuff, they just might have 
higher stats, better keyword, long dials, good power combinations, right? So they're saying existing powers are going to get better. You know, there's already a ton of damage reducers, so we get rid of a few of them. There's plenty of evaders, blah, 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 blah. So they're saying, what what standard powers are we going to bench? Here's the list of standard powers. We're going to read them off. We might go into like some of the details here. Uh, sorry, someone just got in. Oh, oh, uh, what's her name? Rhea Ripley. She lost a ton of momentum last year. Poor girl. Um, glad she's in the Royal Rumble, though. Still don't think she's going to win. Anyways, so Leap Climb is getting benched. I honestly think this should probably just be reworked. I imagine it's going to be a power that gets reworked. They rework powers. So Leap Climb is being benched. Super Strength is also being benched. And now this is all just for the Wonder Woman set. Willpower is being benched because they don't need, they're not just, they're just not going to print it. Um, there's obviously the new version. They're still not going to print it. Earthbound neutralized is being benched. Precision strike is being benched. They say it's similar to exploit weakness, but more complicated. Uh, I don't think it's ex similar to exploit weakness at all. Like no. in what you mean, like the name exploit the fact, weakness yeah. and the name precision strike, maybe. So, um, but like how they work, not at all. This, this goes but into okay. uh, Earth X uh, Karnak. You know, of the Inhumans, whose whole power is that he can see the weakness in anything. He can see the weakness in plans. He can see the weakness in people, uh, physical objects. The one power that you'd think he would have, like top dial, is some sort of exploit weakness, whether it's a, like, you know, boosted version or normal or whatever. Instead, he had precision strike. So that makes me think whoever is like designing the set is the same person that wrote this article. And they are both very unfamiliar with these. That whoever it is is very unfamiliar with both of these powers because uh, precision strike cannot like deal a ton of damage on its like own precision strike is a it's a minimum of one and it reduces the d6 roll for uh super senses by one doesn't necessarily mean you automatically hit super senses but it reduces the like chance that they make super senses exploit weakness on the other hand like let's just say for instance a good example is impervious. Let's say I'm coming at you with four damage and you've got impervious. Getting hit with exploit weakness versus precision strike when you have impervious is a pretty big difference. You're either taking four damage or you're taking one. That is not the same. Like uh, Same with like invulnerability. Precision strike doesn't really do anything to invulnerability. On the other hand, four damage exploit weakness does uh precision strike four damage versus invulnerability doesn't do anything you're just going to do the two damage um and then toughness doesn't really matter unless you have like a printed one damage with precision strike or a printed one with exploit but no the amount of times that i've hit somebody with like six damage exploit when they had a reducer was pretty big the amount of times when i hit somebody with like a big precision strike attack i don't think i've ever done that they're not the same power they don't work the same they are meant for two yeah, extremely different things and the fact like precision strike works as both a close and range and exploit is specifically just a close uh and yeah. to counter that it's it's not just a close it's the close version of penetrating psychic blast so the fact that, like, I don't know, that I have to explain yeah. this to the people strange. that make it's the rules strange. for the game, it's uh, it's just um, bad yeah. reasoning on their part, yeah. is all. It is. No, it is. Um, next up, Pulse Wave. 
Uh, they say uh, how much, like, once again, in a lot of these powers things, they say it's, oh, it's, if it really feels bad to feel get real bad wave. to get no, this character by Pulse Wave. Really, it feels real bad, feel bad when Why Isaac Denki Pulse it's Wave me into wall power. and take out my whole team, Isaac Denki, <laughs> with robots. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, but what it, but what Pulse <laughs> Wave really is, is like, it's a confusing, like, power. It's a lot to read. And it's like, oh, it's it's a lot to say. You just can't do anything about it. Sucks, bro. Like, it's it's a confusing power for people to grab. So as opposed to feeling bad, geez, goodness gracious. Um, and then next up, uh, Battle Fury. I get it. It's it is a niche power. Uh, they say the usefulness of Battle Fury is hard to understand for a beginner. You know, but also like, yo, if a homie is angry, a homie is angry. You yeah. Know? Like, so it feels. <laughs> that's what a lot of these powers feel like. If someone has super strength, they have super strength, so they should have super strength. If someone is angry, they should be angry. Yeah, you know. If I don't someone has get, an obvious weakness, <laughs> I don't want to get off on the tangent. This, this just is where yet because we're let's we're not. Yeah, let's not, let's make it through these powers. Uh, let's make it through the but, list. Let's make yeah. it through the list first. So, I'm just gonna rattle them off now. Ranged combat expert, perplex, shape change, invincible, force blast, hypersonic speed, support. So one more time here. They're going to bench for the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary. And it's only for this set. It's not like everybody it's that used to have them can't use them until we yeah. say you can use them again. Yeah. It's only for this set. Characters in this set will not have these powers on dial. That is Leap Climb, Super Strength, Willpower, Earthbound Neutralize, Precision Strike, Pulse Wave, Battle Fury, Ranged Combat Expert, Perplex, Shape Change, Invincible, Force Blast, Hypersonic Speed, and Support. So here's why. Here's why on a lot of these. They want to get rid of one of the rollouts. All right, cool. They're really focusing on super senses in the Wonder Woman set. They're getting rid of shape chains. Sure. When it comes to perplex and range combat expert. Now, if you're a eagle eared listener, you'll notice I didn't say close combat expert either. No, um, just which is strange. Uh, yep. Just range. So it gives uh, it gives close this good buff. And to be fair, Wonder Woman and all her ally E people, they don't really have a lot of guns, you know, uh, so them being more close orientated. I guess makes sense. It's fine. So this is where perplex and range combat experts sort of intertwine here. They say stat modifiers can get a little confusing, especially where they're coming from. So they want to focus more on positioning. This is how I'm taking it anyways. Maybe it's not what I mean. They want to focus more on positioning with enhancement with empower. And less so if I just have a million perplexes on my team, I can just, you know, bump you to high heaven. As opposed to now I need to worry more about having a prob piece. Now I need to worry about having an empower and enhancement piece for my damage and then a prob for my attack. You know, I get that. That that does help you think about things differently strategically. And I'm, I'm okay with that. That's <sighs> harder for a rookie player to grasp than a veteran player. I think the fact that uh, oh, for, no, I mean like for a veteran know, player, it's, can it's grab a way to work around perplexes it. and have a but, yeah. team that can turn anyone into a cannon. But it would take a veteran mm -hmm. player to not be able to play with the perplex and still be able to like add all like that damage enhancement. Um, not saying yeah. that they, you know, that they're like taking strides and going the wrong direction with some of these things, but uh, it does seem counterintuitive when they're okay. trying to cater towards like the newer player and make it easier for them. And then they take out some of the simplest powers like perplex, which is just so easy for anyone to use. You can increase one of your printed yeah. combat values. Range is a printed combat value. Anything's mm -hmm. on like your dial is a printed combat value, except your lightning bolts. That's not right. an actual value. That is a. Had people simple. try to do it though, haven't we, Simeon? Yes, um, it's great. It's really <laughs> but, great. Uh, 
I'd like to perplex up to three lightning bolts, please. And then energy explode you with the pre 2017 rules. Um, no, I, yeah, I, that's like the one thing I really want to say is, uh, some of these changes just truly make it harder for newer players, I think, and not for newer players to learn the game, but newer players to like compete in the game because they would have had access to some of these, but now like they don't, um, that's all I'm going to say about perplex. Uh, I, yeah. I do want to go a little bit in depth with like some of their reasonings. So yeah, on range combat expert, they said enhancement is relatively better than power. So they benched range combat expert because it lets you range attackers be more self-sufficient and man, you know how many times I've read a comic book where Deadshot was about to take a shot, but he needed like, two DEO agents to like stand next to him and be like, you can do this, buddy. You can do this. We believe in you. And he was like, you know what? I can do this. And then he like did more damage. No, because he's self-sufficient. And so that's where, (laughs) this is where I have an issue with all of this stuff. Um, I'm 100% for making it simpler for newer players. But what I really don't want to do is lose all the thematic kind of stuff. And if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. And I feel like I've said it a hundred times at this point. I play Heroclix because I like the cool thematic stuff that happens in the game. If I have a character that is really good at shooting and they can't use ranged combat expert and I have to make them a team player with a bunch of like enhancement just to let them do extra damage. If I play a Hulk and he doesn't have battle fury so he can be mind controlled or incapacitated or whatever, he can't get through uh, shape change. If I play a Superman and he can't use super strength, for instance, is one of yeah. the things that is yeah. benched here. Uh, let's say I played Shade the Changing Girl who can no longer use Shape Change. And this isn't retroactive. This is just for this set. But I'm just saying, in this set, there will be characters that in comics should be able to use Shape Change. I'm pretty sure uh, Miss Martian is one of the characters in this set that we have seen the sculpt of. One of the characters that I most think should be able to change shape is a Shape Changing Martian woman. And the fact that she will not be able to shape change really, you know really annoys is, me. Uh, is uh, is kind of funny, Simeon. You know, what I just realized you speaking about the set. You know, who else is in this set? Uh, whose big thing might be um, willpower? A couple of Green Lanterns are in this set. <laughs> at least, none of them are going to have willpower. At least retroactively, all those non-endom uh, Green Lanterns can now uh, take two actions without pushing. Uh, yeah, so that's, and the ones that's that got the fixed. special willpower from War of Light uh, is actually kind of cool. Like, that's cool. Sure, yeah. But in this set, so, like, it's a DC set. So now if, if there's a Flash in the set, he doesn't have hypersonic speed. That's a big if. I honestly don't know. Superman in the set, no super strength, you know. Uh, strange. No Batman. If there's Batman, he get perplexed. You know, it's not the most Batman-y power. It's not terrible. He'll still have in-cap stealth, all that jazz. If there's, you know, there's Green Lanterns in the set. They don't get willpower. Yeah. I'm super cool with oh, like, that's funny. And I'm I'm hundred percent okay with leap climb. Um the plus two to break away and ignores uh like ignores most terrain for movement was cool, but it's mostly printed on people's cards now. Um yeah. the fact that they got yeah. rid of that and hypersonic, that means like the only way to truly easily break away 
is phasing and that's not really a great version of either of those anyhow like um i don't know i feel like there's a few characters that they've already shown in the set that could have used hypersonic speed uh would have been like comic accurate and the fact that you won't be able to do that that you'll be stuck next to like anybody once you move next to them uh i'm not gonna say it feels bad but it just feels weird and i'm not gonna say i dislike these these benched powers on the surface because this is to me this feels like it's basically a watch list they are going to watch list these powers maybe make changes down the road maybe just continue to bench them down the road um i could see things like you know support getting changed and then reintroduced i could see something like leap climb just getting completely like written away and they just add improved movement to characters that need it um, something yeah. like super strength, I feel like is perfectly fine. You can pick up a heavy object and then you deal knockback. It is not hard for a new player to grasp. Also, their diminishing returns kind of like argument makes zero sense to me because the one time that like super strength, well, I won't say the one time, uh, the one time super strength really meant something competitively was with, uh, ultra heavy objects when you could get hit for an extra three damage um oh yeah the fact that like it doesn't take a lot to do that but also that you introduced a bunch of heavy special objects that require super strength to pick up uh not necessarily equip but like just to pick up and like move with is oh to be fair that means in this set the objects might not be heavy oh but yeah keep going. i would imagine none of them are in this set it would be and they should all be weird. light <laughs> if, if they aren't all light it would be yeah pretty dumb but yeah, yeah sorry, it's keep going, sing it. it's just weird. Like powers like TK seem harder to grasp to me than any of the ones like listed. So I, it's just their their entire uh, reasoning just seems like slightly flawed. It seems so weird. Uh, force blast, sure. I never want force blast printed on my dial, but having access to it with like a combined power is cool. Um, not having to use like a power action to deal it is cool. Uh, the people that can use force blast, usually it makes a lot of sense thematically. It doesn't usually like come with somebody like wonder woman. Who's going to like shout at you. It's like, you know, it's somebody that like does like a weird pushy kind of power thing like quake or something like that. Um, invincible seems real silly to get rid of or to, to bench for this set. That means any set after or before this that can deal penetrating damage is just going to tear this set apart. Uh, the lack of pulse wave in a set. Well, I'm not going to say it's a bad change. I don't really like going against pulse wave, but positioning with pulse wave means you can force them to deal like the one to a group rather than a single target. Um, and it's really like the, the whole at range feels bad. Um, sure, but it can also be done adjacent because that's how pulse wave works. Uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, bad stuff is like, come on. Yeah. I just think they overestimated how much pulse wave is used. I, as I said before to not on the podcast, but I've said before, um, the 2020 national champion and 2020 quote unquote world's champion, uh, not knocking anybody, Adam Friedman there. Um, I don't think Ooh. he relied heavily on pulse wave. I don't think he relied heavily on, he probably relied a little bit on perplex, uh, but definitely 
not on Pulse Wave. And they made Pulse Wave out to be like this big bad power that only veteran players would be able to like really like use and it would like really suck to get hit with. But if it was such like a crazy good power, why wouldn't you just want it all the time? Because, I mean, they kind of say it, like Psychic Blast does roughly the same thing if they don't have Invincible. But if you're going up against a team that does have Invincible and is Power Cosmic, Pulse Wave is literally the only thing to get past it. And that could be, rather than getting like benching Pulse Wave, you could just drop it to like a lower standing where like base damage for Pulse Wave is like a 2 or a 1. So if like... Even if you perplex damage up, you're not just one. Oh shot yeah, just make it like quake. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's actually great. I didn't even think about that. That's a pretty solid fix, Simeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You that know, way, I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, as opposed to like, I get it, it has the whole multi-target, whatever, and only for one. But if you do it for a single, yeah, make it like three damage or something being the max. You know. I think that'd be a pretty solid uh, fix to Pulse Wave, so it didn't feel so bad. You know what feels bad? Uh, when I'm playing a, a video game and someone, like a fighting game, someone hits me with like a, like a 23 hit combo. You know why? Because they're better at the game, they practiced it more. I can do that just the same as they can if I practice and get better at the game. But all I know how to do is mash buttons. So Ken's just going, Hadouken, Hadouken, Jiryuken, you know, whatever. As opposed to someone hits me with like with a Nash twenty three hit or Chun Li twenty three hit freaking combo, and I'm like, well, I'm out. You know, I just gotta get better at the game. But whatever, feeling bad. Uh, Invincible, I think I'm fine. I'm fine with it going. It's a little wordy as far as defense powers go, especially with how much um, ignores penetrating that they seem to be handing out these days. Right. Which is only like two or three uh, figures in modern right now. But I'm totally cool with Invincible taking a break. Also because the old Mary Marvel had Invincible, and I just hate her. Um, so happy that just that's that's the way we're trending right now. But yeah, that's that's the powers. I don't really have much to say about it. I'm cool with benching powers. I, I guarantee there are some sets in Heroclix where it's like they've completely left out Empower or some you know something stupid like that. You know, like I guarantee there are yeah. sets where they just they don't have one power or something oh, in there. There's definitely totally sets like so, Superior Foes of Spider Man. I bet the amount of characters that had Invincible in that set was probably in like the like. I mean, less than like 10 range. It was probably like close to like five characters in that whole set had Invincible. So, right. benching them out of a full set is not a bad idea. Oh, uh, poor Dakota guy. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% okay with what they're doing as far as right now. I'm making fun of, I'm not making fun of like their, them doing it. I'm making fun of their reasoning. Oh, Mandy, Mandy. All right. Because their yeah, reasoning yeah, the behind so like each of these powers just seems very like surface level i don't truly understand the game kind of reasonings and to me i'm like i wish somebody that like played this game actively all the time and you know had a good grasp of these powers would give me reasonings rather than someone that's like ah super strength is a diminishing power even though it always does knock back and like your opponent drops three objects, you drop three objects, you have six objects to you. Like, sure, if you use up all the objects, it's diminishing returns. But on its surface, super strength is, has always been an opening attack thing. It's not usually a, I pick up an object, yeah. you break away, so some, pick up a different up object. mid-dial here and there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's some know. mid-dial. I mean... And this is like just it, it is strange that they say this about super strength because, yeah, like you said, 
they gave it knockback all the time. So you at least always have knockback to it, you know, which felt pretty really cool to me. Pretty, like super yeah. Superman's not an amazing character in my opinion, but the fact that he can punch you and you get like oh, yeah, I hate that guy. two or three squares is like, Oh yeah, he's a big strong man and he's pushing me around like big strong men do. And I like it. Um, but no, uh, I will. Yeah. For, no. for my last. I wish point. you wouldn't have said I like it after that. That made it really creepy and strange. <laughs> did it? Did it? Um, yeah, no, it definitely did. <laughs> I will say. Going, Simeon. For one last point on this benching rules, I do want to reiterate I don't hate what they're doing, I do hate their reasoning no. behind it. I hate the the wordings that they chose to put with each power. I disagree with almost everything they said. With that being said, I do like that they're trying to fix or get rid of some of the powers they don't think that they'll need anymore. I think it'll be an interesting moving forward in the game. So I'm okay with all of that. But I think my, my last point that I want to make is that uh, I just really don't want to lose out on like the thematics of the game and it really feels like if we lose super strength if we even if we lose earthbound neutralized there are some characters where earthbound neutralize it's not great to have it on the dial but it makes sense to have it on the dial because like they are earthbound and neutralized and or neutralized so you know like if you have a trait where you know you take a big hit and all of a sudden it has neutralized you that was a good power to show that uh, if you were earthbound because your powers hadn't activated yet that was a good power to show that uh, battle fury being like I'm angry in this battle I'm I'm a big angry boy I'm like wolverine and I've gone into berserker rage mode or I'm just like normal hulk and that is my everyday always kind of like go-to thing is I'm angry it made sense, and the fact that we had powers that went along with it was cool, and I really don't want to lose that permanently. It's fine for now. It just depends on what they go with moving forward, I suppose. Yeah. So, yes, I guess speaking moving, of... Uh, moving right forward, along here. Yeah. yeah. No, go for it. I read this one. You can go ahead and read the, read the feedback, right. baby. The Purple Haze feedback, if so, you would. Uh, on the 28th of January, when the WizKids site went down and we were waiting and waiting and the site finally came back and nothing appeared. As I was waiting for uh, Kenny Pena to be let go from yeah. WizKids' office. I mean, to be, be fair, fired. he might have been. I don't think that's something they'd advertise. Should see if... Uh, it probably wouldn't. Yeah. We should check. hiring, we'll check. Um, for those that you that uh, don't know what we're talking about... Uh, you have to watch a lot of our YouTube and look in the background for things. I'm not going to spoil it, though. We leave quite a bit in the background, I would say. There's a lot of, of hidden messages there. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like, like quite a bit. If you really pay attention, we it's for those hardcore fans, which <laughs> yeah. probably no one uh, is as hardcore as, as we think they are, because we, we really add that real subtle stuff in there. Where it's like, man, if you know what we say on the podcast and also watch the YouTube and also understand this <laughs> reoccurring joke or something, yeah. you might get it, you know, type of deal. Also, if um, you're in like this, one's, chats with this us. one's more recent. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just that. Yeah. Uh, 
But anyways, so yeah, keep you on Simeon. 2021 rules 2.5 feedback. So this is the feedback 2.5, um, which would allude to the second article, but it's mostly based on like the first one. So let's jump right into pushing damage. They say one of the tactical moments in Heroclix that we are addressing is knowing when to push your character in order to access new kit of powers. It does have a lot of strategic trade-offs, but it also a rule that, is cumbersome. It is also a rule that is cumbersome when applied to every figure. Worked around in a lot of cases, and a wall that must be climbed for early players. Zorn is a good, uh, a good uh, new figure that makes sense to push and not. So um, this isn't Wiz Kids talking. This is me, the Prime Zorn, who goes between a uh, phasing click with. TK, a 19 defend, and a 0 damage support. And then you can push him to click 2, which is a 8 running shot with 12 damage psych- or twelve attack psychic blast and 3 damage, but a 16 defense. That's a character that makes a lot of sense to take damage. Um, he, ta- he only takes maximum of 1 damage, and then you can free deal him 1 damage. But this would be like a good figure to base moving forwards is having that free deal one damage thing uh they'd have to get around reducers but back to the article uh that was just a side uh, tangent get back I to the of, article uh, yeah, alexa bliss yeah. number 27 and i was wrong she just got thrown over the rope i'm bummed heavily uh, bummed she was barely in the match at all um that sucked maybe sister Anyways, abigail will be like number 29 or 30 that would be funny <laughs> Would can we actually can we get it uh can we get it bray wyatt dressed up as sister abigail like that one time <laughs> and he's yes. entering the women's royal rumble yeah let's do it uh so there you go on uh secondary guess is bianca Belair. by the way so Anyways. they say we also wanted to put some players minds at ease to see some changes we've been implementing and provide a, a rata or two to characters that need to keep pushing damage so for armor, for un, or for armor and immortal Hulk, they have, as of the Wonder Woman drop, unnamed trait added to them. If yes. blank is a on a starting click and given an action token, after resolutions you may deal one unavoidable damage. I kind of like this. It actually makes Immortal Hulk better in my opinion because he only has to be given a single action token now. He doesn't have to be double action tokened to be given the unavoidable damage. He can be on his starting click and given an action token and then he's on click two and the next turn he can use his like charge stuff. It actually makes him way better. Uh, but I, I like these erratas, these unnamed trait erratas. Um, it would make sense if they just... I mean, they might just have to retroactively do this for everybody. Just, like, say, if so-and-so is on starting click, give them an action token. Because, really, like, it doesn't hurt characters that don't want to do it. And it only helps the characters that it makes sense for. It's not going to make any character, like, broken. Characters that could already ignore willpower to push, we're already going to do that. Um, But, yeah, I really like this trait. I think they should just retroactively make it, like, part of the indomitable symbol if on a starting click and given an action token after resolutions, you may take one unavoidable damage. Why not? Uh, let's see. 
They go on to say, uh, we also wanted to apply a general errata to all characters that have colossal stamina printed as part of the trait or special powers. Characters with colossal stamina have the same gameplay as colossal stamina from the 2017 core rules and PAC. These errata will not, or these errata will be on the HeroClix rules forum for reference in future, so fans don't need to track down mm-hmm. this article. Colossal stamina will not be used as a key phrase moving forwards, but will appear as previous rule in HeroClix yeah. comprehensive rules for 2021. So colossal stamina doesn't go anywhere. You'll still take unavoidable damage if you colossal stamina. That'll still be a thing. It'll still yeah. technically be. So it's basically pushing. just like, go for it. Yeah. It's just, it's still technically pushing, but it's not going to be used Mm -hmm. moving forward. So, yeah, just like when they did Sharpshooter, like Sharpshooter, Duo, Attack, all that stuff, it's just going to be set in the Golden Age rules type of deal. Eventually, it'll be phased out, and it won't exist. Pretty simple simple stuff, so I'm cool with that. That's fine. Yes. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that, too. Um, And that's the only way to truly, like, make it work. That's kind of what I assumed it would be. Um, all this stuff starting with Wonder Woman, I didn't think that it would really like retroactively change everybody to just not have it. They never said that that's what it was doing, but uh, other than like the willpower thing, but uh, and then diving into the topic of benched powers, they say we've been diligent to make sure that characters in upcoming sets will continue to fill all the roles that the a HeroClix team will need, and we also wanted to take the fan feedback into account. While we began by putting 14 powers on the bench for a few sets moving forward, we are going to put fewer powers on the bench, probably about six. We'll be shifting which powers are benched. We're also going to treat the bench more of a guideline than a rule. We had already made an exception in a set that's been designed to treat shape change with a team ability as an exception. As or it says, also important is that some players have reacted as if their existing characters with these abilities won't have them any longer that isn't the case i mean that was always the that was always yeah it's pretty obvious come on guys uh, they said they like said in the you guys gotta look at yourselves and be like did i think that these were gonna be wrong yeah then you need to look at yourself look in the mirror get <laughs> stop listening to this podcast go look in the mirror and be like am i stupid <laughs> and do i have a problem with understanding what is my reading comprehension level? Is it that of a second grader? You know, like what <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but like they said they're gonna bench them for one set, not delete them from existence. Yeah. Jeez, guys. And they never said like Come they were on. Like, like for the entirety that Wonder Woman is out, we will not be allowing these powers in play. Um as a lot of people, yeah. this is gonna be a side tangent here, but as a lot of people have like come out and said, uh, we will just like house rule stuff we will just xyz we will just play the way we want to play i to that i say good that is how you should always play if you have a local venue that is like a casual venue and nobody's up in arms about having like the latest rules and stuff always just house rule to what caters to the people that want to show up and like just play the way like you guys want to play if you want to keep doing pushing damage keep doing pushing damage if you want to like play the Wonder yeah. Woman, if you set want to play and... with soaring, do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want to lose with soaring, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not soaring; it's, it's falling with really style. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, they say that isn't the case. Characters that have perplex on their dial or in their traits will still be able to utilize it. 
We are trying to keep sets fresh and new for all players with rotating mechanics in and out of modern to helps this help this goal. I don't understand their reasoning behind that, but I understand what they're saying. So I don't understand why in the Wonder Woman set they thought like zero perplex will be needed. We will replace it with like empower, enhancement, and close combat expert, but zero perplex will be needed. Nobody will ever need to move faster because the amount of times that I've been one like short on my speed and I've had to perplex it up once or twice so that I could get a charge off. That's probably higher than like the amount of times that I've perplexed up my own attack. Um, at least for an opening attack, but you know, that's, that's what they say. Um, they say, we also want to note that as we pull back a bit on the concept of benching powers, the 2021 hero clicks sets have already been designed, play tested, and in some case printed with their original list of benched powers. However, even though you will not see those powers on the dials in these sets, we believe the figures in the sets are great representations of characters in both the uh, both theme and gameplay. Of course, the best way to show the previews show this is previews of the figures that you can judge for yourself below. Um, so, as I said, I can't imagine a Wonder Woman set without super strength. There's a lot of real strong ladies in the set. Uh, it's hard to imagine certain characters that would could possibly be in the set. Uh, such as Miss Martian without shape change or somebody without uh, like hypersonic. But they said like, you know, it is what it is. They've already made this set. And so here are three previews that they've come with. So I'm going to do number 017, the uncommon Wonder Woman. So real name, Diana. Uh, She has the Mm. Amazon Justice League. Justice Society, Past, Soldier, and Warrior keywords. Uh, Yeah, so Champion of Themyscira, Lasso of Truth. Wonder Woman may start the game with... Mascara. Yep, yeah, yeah. The island place. Uh, (laughs) Start the game with any Wonder Woman equipment equipped. So any equipment that shows up in the set, she can start with it equipped. But if she is equipped with the Lasso of Truth, when using its incapacitate all hit targets can't use damage powers until your next turn. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 50 points. Her dial is kind of stout for 50 points, not going to lie. She comes with the new Wonder Woman ally team ability, which is super senses, but on a six. So it's scrolls, but for super senses. Uh, if already having super senses, then it adds a plus one to your D6 roll. Uh, she does have super senses on both her last two clicks and her entire dial of her uh, alter ego card. So she's a secret identity character, which means there will be like a Diana Troy that, uh, or whatever her, I don't even remember her real name. Diana Prince. Yeah, the Prince. Diana Prince. Yeah. Diana She'll Prince. be able to turn into this Wonder Woman potentially, mm-hmm. uh, like Mary Jane can turn into Marvella. And on that dial, she'll be able to have super senses right away. It's got three clicks, just like the uh, Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage figures did. So it's cool that we're returning to this mechanic. It gives a lot more life out of like the commons and uncommons that you wouldn't normally have. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the lasso does. Of course, 
that does something that gives you incapacitate because she has zero attack power her entire dial. She has three clicks of charge on her top dial with flight. She does have the indomitable symbol, which is just the standard symbol in this set. She has toughness for three clicks, super senses for three clicks, and then the entire rest of her dial, including the secret identity dial, is got close combat expert because empower is not as important as enhancement. And so close combat expert is allowed to be self-sufficient, but close or ranged combat expert is not allowed to be self-sufficient. Um, it's a decent 50 points. I'm not going to lie. It's a, uh, it's a super solid 50 points for me. Um, especially for an uncommon. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, there's Donna Troy is here and you know, she's like, whatever. I don't know who she is. I don't really care. Uh, the one for the team base was actually really solid in a recent uh, all-girl game I played. Um, but I guess I'll talk about Mary Shazam. Now, if you know uh, her predecessor, Mary Marvel, I hate Mary Marvel. Uh, I hate that figure. I don't necessarily hate the character. So let's see if this is also a figure that I will hate. Uh, let's just go into it. She's a trait called to protect my family. There's a Superman with this trait a while ago. Uh, when a friendly defend, when a friendly character within range and line of fire would be targeted by an attack, you may roll d6 on a 4 through 6, place Mary Shazam adjacent to that character. She becomes the target of the attack, even if it would be illegal. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, and then she has a special speed power for her first three clicks, as well as a special attack power for her first three clicks of life. Uh, long story short, we're all superheroes. Charge, but she does not have speed. Cool. She's got a 12 speed charge right away with flight. Very good. Uh, and then she has a power called Shazam. Once per turn, when Mary Mar Mary Shazam hits an opposing character with a close attack, after resolution, she may use Quake as free. Uh, solid. She's a solid 11 attack value with that. So she I'm runs up, to, charges somebody. I'm going to have to edit that out. Uh, what Calder meant to say was Shazam TM. Oh, yeah. Shazam trademarked. Trademarked. <laughs> on the card for the dc they couldn't set. hey dude they lost they're not gonna make the <laughs> same mistake twice dude they messed up they let marvel go away they let marvel take marvel so now they got a trademark shazam baby no uh, more shack movies nah no sir yeah, no reigning pancakes right. mr shaquille o'neal uh, yeah shazam is now trademarked i wonder if the exclamation point is also trademarked uh, or if you could like Shazam. That is a good question. Point. Is it is it the phrase right? Are they going to get after Sam Raimi and Spider Man <laughs> I mean, when he says Shazam in that first one? You know, like all of their names are also trademarked. Which I don't remember this being on any of the last Marvel sets. I don't remember that either. But yeah, yeah the like Wonder Woman TM, Donna yeah. Troy TM. As if like yeah, someone it's so strange. someone at WizKids was going to like steal away some of these properties or something like I'm going to make a Donna Troy, but it's going to be star Trek and it's going to be Deanna Troy. And, uh, you know, get out of here yeah. with your trademarking. Like, Who I, knows? I, I, don't I don't know what's up with it. Uh, real quick, a uh, hot, hot take on the Royal rumble. Bianca Belair won. I don't really care. She's, she's the person who's getting the push. So I figured it was, you know, Alexa bliss was like who I wanted to win, but I kind of figured Bianca Belair was going to win. I don't really, care about her that much good for her she gets to win the royal rumble she's not interesting though uh anyways mary shazam uh she gets to quake is free after doing a hitting with a close attack which is cool she doesn't have to charge with it either she just hit if she hits with a close attack she gets to quake again so she is good in different so she's only 75 points she has six clicks of life now when you guys listen to our uh ffff our future foundation episode 
you're going to notice dial length is really wacky uh, in that set. So honestly, the six click and five click long dials are kind of short, even though they're for the 60 and 70 point figures. Um, that's like our normal dial length as we know it right now. For some reason, a Fantastic Four dial length is going up. So, uh, but great stats for 75 points. Sure, only six clicks, 18 impervious, uh, four damage for her first two clicks, three damage the rest of it. After she loses her impervious leadership, uh, special power stuff. She goes on to a normal charge quake and vulnerability. She has the Mystics team ability. Uh, she's good, uh, but she's good in ways that I don't care about. Uh, the last Mary Marvel was good in the whole. It was she was like tough to kill. She had hypersonic super strength when you could run up with an ultra heavy and nuke somebody. Uh, prob, she yeah. got knocked to her last click. Yeah, with prob and she got knocked to her last click. She could heal almost all the way to top with old regen rules, etc. Because she didn't have her regen roll or she didn't minus two from her regen roll. So like that's why I hated the last Mary Marvel. This one's uh, there's nothing to hate. She's good. She's really good. I mean, for 75 points, she's an amazing close attacker. She also has six range for whatever reason. Throwing lightning bolts, who knows? The sculpt is also really cool. Uh, I don't hate her. No. Like, I, I hate the last one for what the last one did um, and for how much people played her uh, that I knew anyways. I had to play against her like three or four times in the span of like two months or something, and I was livid, livid, Simeon, livid. So, yeah, I don't hold any grudge against this Mary Shazam. Um, it's weird that... Uh... Yeah. Also, so that's, Justice that's League has a team TM, so it's Justice League trademarked, but Justice Society. Oh, goodness gracious! Uh, I mean, Amazon can't be trademarked. That's like a you know generic kind of thing. Um, Fawcett City mm. isn't trademarked. It's weird what they're choosing to trademark. Um, what I will say is, uh, prior to these three spoiler like drops, I was planning on buying some Wonder Woman because the equipment really had me intrigued it looks really cool and some of the sculpts re look really cool i will say if any of like the actual figures look half as good as these renderings look especially like mary shazam if she looks half as cool as the rendering looks then i definitely like want one yeah so i'd probably pick up like a brick just because the chances of like pulling one of like those super rares but like her i mean especially compared to the house of x super rares this is a much more dynamic, like actually truly dynamic pose and like effect going on for a super rare. It's a really cool de like design, um, regardless of like the dial and everything. The just like the sculpt alone is like worth shelving if it like turns out halfway decent. Uh, but that's oh totally. That's yeah, it's a it great for, it's uh, a great super rare sculpt. I can't wait to see the rare that has the same sculpt. <laughs> Ah, yes. Barry Kazam. <laughs> there you go. It took you a second to like register that. Yeah, Barry Kazam. Yep. The super rare man anyway. with long hair. Anyways, that guys. Anyways, place. before we move on, I do want to... So let's do our overall thoughts about the change of the game. All right, Simeon. Personally, I don't care about the benching powers. Whatever. As long as the characters still feel and play like the way they're supposed to, I'm fine with it. You know, if you bench ESD in a Captain America set, I'll be like, but why, though? You know, but I'll get over it. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. The willpower change, I think, is huge. Uh, the willpower change and then getting that on that day, I was like, man, I don't even know if I want to play this game anymore, if the rest of them are going to be as big of changes. But I also thought to myself, let's hold off any crazy judgment until we see what the rest are. We only have two. Uh, the power change to me isn't big at all. 
The willpower change, I think it'll take some getting used to, but once that becomes the new normal for the game and they keep in mind game design and whatever, it's going to suck. It's going to be a thing I'm going to probably keep trying to do through like the rest of my Heroclix career, I imagine, and maybe that'll change. Who knows? This is just sort of my first thoughts. But as of right now, I don't really care too much for them, but I don't think they're going to totally ruin the game. Although I think if you were trying to ruin the game, you might take crazy steps like totally removing, you know, pushing damage and crazy stuff like this. It just it seems like a lot. Um, I'm just saying with all their live streams about like, here's games we think Heroclix players would enjoy. It's like, oh, maybe you just don't want us to play Heroclix anymore is kind of how it seems. Um, What's weird, just though, saying, is... guys, that's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is WizKids wants to kill Heroclix. That so they're willpower gonna... ruling yeah. retroactively makes a lot of like fast forces and stuff way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of like 50 point pieces out there that didn't have willpower that like now can take two actions in a row and they're just infinitely better. Um, there's also just, you know, like 15 point pieces, zero point bystanders. There's a lot of stuff out there, uh, that I would say is just kind of busted without the, uh, like the, the caveat that like, if you take two turns in a row with it, it dies. Um, the fact that like, uh, what's her name? Captain Marvel can now spawn a Chewy and then Chewy can flurry blades two turns in a row without having to worry about it. Um, that's not good, but I mean, honestly, my, my opinion on the right. willpower thing is that it's going to shake up will, uh, it's going to shake up hero clicks, uh, on like the competitive level. Uh, if you're at a venue that doesn't really care what WizKid says, then you'll just continue playing like normal and going forward, every figure will have Indom and eventually every figure will have willpower in modern and all your old play or all your old figures that you play may or may not, but all the, like modern stuff will. Um, if you're a venue that plays by WizKids rules, but like don't really play competitively, it's really not like bad. It's gonna change up what you can play. It'll like throw you for a loop the first couple times. It's not gonna be like the end of the game by any means. And then same with benching powers. Um, my only my huge problem with them benching powers is that they did it for the one DC set that we're going to have this year. And I'm like, you know, we've got like six Marvel sets coming down the pipe. We could have just taken the future foundation and been like, Hey, future foundation, no pulse wave, no support, no perplex, no this, that blah, 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 all the stuff. Um, and that would have been fine, but we did it to the one DC set. And I'm like a DC set, normally is already underpowered by most standards and now this one is going to not only be like underpowered uh in the classical sense where it just like is overcosted compared to marvel but it'll also be missing out on 14 of like the standard powers and i'll say out of like the 14 12 are like pretty commonly used um you don't normally yeah. use like leap climb or earthbound neutralized but i think Shape change, yeah. battle fury, super strength. Those are pretty commonly used things. Those are things that I look for sometimes when building teams, especially if I've got special equipment that like is heavy. I need like a super strength person. But um, yeah, it's not permanent. It's not like retroactive. It is just a moving forward. Potentially, this set won't have X Y Z kind of thing. 
So I'm not super worried about that one either. Um, I'm more worried about the line of fire changes that me and the uh, inner circle have put in place where no longer are line of fires going to block your line of fire. It's just going to be a plus one defense for hindering, plus two for elevated, and plus three for blocking to the defense. But it won't actually block anyone's line of fire. So that's an that's a change that I think uh, we're implementing that'll be interesting uh, once that rolls out. Now I'm just going to let that one marinate there for a second there, Simeon. Just going to let that one really soak in, soak that in. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, uh, hopefully um, the people writing these articles really grasp your intellect when they, uh, when they publish that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll do a great job. While editing, I realized that uh, we never explicitly made it known that this was a joke, so... Uh, nobody take what was just said as fact. That was, in fact, a joke. Oh, All right. Sure. I grow weary of tired talking about these rules. I just kind of don't care anymore. After the week we've had, I just sort of don't care about uh, rules changes anymore. Mm -hmm. Seeing all the... Uh, rough and guff on Facebook and HC Realms and all that jazz. I just sort of, yeah, I just sort of don't care. Like they, if they change, they change. Uh, honest, I hate you so much, Simeon. <laughs> who, uh, gosh, I hate you so much. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done. I'm tired of talking about rules. I'm going to talk about instead Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. He has two tips this week, which is just perfect. It's almost like he read our minds, knew we were going to do two shows. Uh, first tip of the week, in light of the latest news, my tip would be take a breath. None of the changes are set in stone. Anyone remember hide? I sure don't. No idea what he means by hide. Uh, he says, don't make assumptions until we have confirmation. Happy clicksing. Uh, cool. I imagine that was like right. soaring, maybe. It was like stealth, but like maybe. you had to click your figure down one. So they were like crouched. That's, that sure might have been something from like I don't remember the 2017 rule change that I've just forgotten about, you know? Hide. So yeah, like huh. hide. I think hide was it like he says it and it's sort of like the smallest like corner of my brain is like that was a thing I think maybe for objects or hinder I have no idea I can't even think of it but yeah hide I think that was the thing he's he's right though totally right take a breath chill out about the rules don't attack each other if you're gonna throw hate throw it at whiz kids they're a nameless faceless corporation who cares about oh, yeah. their feelings no offense WizKids employee or someone who may potentially be <laughs> listening to this. But don't throw hate on your fellow players. Good lord, yeah, I guys. Say, Come on. My my last Goodness thought gracious. of this whole thing, these like rules and stuff. Above all, the game will continue. None of these truly change the game so far. None of these rules truly change the game so as to like a game that I don't want to play. Uh, we'll get into a listener question next episode um, that has to deal with that, but I will say that the amount of uh, both like opinion policing and just uninformed opinions in general, people that are, you know, they like they barely read the article and then they react and they react in like a bad way where they're like really lashing out. I understand why you feel that way and I understand what you're doing, but please just like read the article, let it marinate, read some other posts before you like throw out your opinion uh, just makes you seem uninformed when you 
like barely read the article and then you're like, well, I guess none of the powers are available anymore. Like that's not at all what they said. They said moving forward, they're going to bench some and 14 out of 48 is a big amount, but it's for one set so far. Um, if, you know, come like the set after Wonder Woman, they bench like 20 or they just like are like these powers are done. We benched them and we decided that we don't need them where they're gone. Then, you know, feel free to like light your pitchforks and uh, sharpen your torches and stuff like that, because, you know, that's that's like a true change to the game. As of right now, it's just a set that doesn't have as many powers as previous sets, which, like I said, I'm mad that they did that to a DC set, but it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. At the same time, stop like being mad at people for being upset. If, like people love this game for their own reasons. If someone feels like their reasoning for loving this game is being like threatened, or if someone feels like you know the last couple sets of news is something to be like worried about, let them be worried. Like definitely don't attack them for being worried. I would say like you know offer them like a you know hey it's not so bad. It might not be as bad as it sounds because X Y Z kind of thing. But don't just put them on blast because they're worried about a game. Uh, that's, you know, that's uh, some HC Realms stuff. Go on there. Uh, moving forward with, like, Clicks Nexus kind of websites, we don't need the old HC Realms ways of, you know, say the sky is falling and then 100 people shouting, no, it's not, and then 100 people shouting, yes, it is. Uh, I, th- I think we're better than that in the Clicks Nexus era. I don't know. Website still looks like garbage. I don't even care who hears this, bro. It looks bad. It hurts my retinas to stare at, bro. Like I, I just physically can't look at your it. website. Give Last thing I, I had trouble physically looking off. I'm like, like, yeah, give us a dark mode, bro. Let my eyeballs ch- white, white on red on white. Jeez, what is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um. Yeah. And tell Joe Pangrazio, P A G, P A N G. Uh, I don't know how to spell his name. Anyways, tell Joe I, I said that too. Looks, bro. It looks bad. It hurts my eyes. He designed. You know, I'll a say it. That's figure, just the truth. So, it, it makes sense why there's he's. Also nah, dude, screw maggot. Who cares? Who cares about <laughs> maggot, bro? You made an X Men figure. Barf. <laughs> it's actually a really, really solid that. figure. The amount of free. Yeah. The fact that each free yeah. is like a different yeah. trait. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Lie. Yeah. It's got the X Men keyword, bro. Trash. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think a really cool way to end this episode is reading uh, HC Realms member Iceman425, his his thoughts, uh, a diamond donor, his thoughts on um, on the rules. He said, and in the since no one asked me department, I'm just fine with the rules changes. Pushing damage going away actually makes me happy. This is a game with superheroes and villains. Some superheroes climb to the top of a building and then have to hurt themselves to throw a punch after they climb it. He's like, that's strange. Uh, some of the power loss is tough, but I'm going to choose to see how it plays before making a decision and wait to see if they really are just benched or if they can come back before making assumptions. Accessibility is the name of the game here. And at the end of the day, if all these moves are made in the name of getting us more players and expanding the community, I'm okay with that. Uh, after all, that's my goal with every video series to expand the reach of the game and to expand the life of this game we love. Metas evolve, tra- strategies change. What was good for the game before may no longer be good for it. We won't know unless we try. 
keep sharing your opinions, but please be respectful if possible. Gotta love, got a lot of love for this game and all y'all. Um, of course, Iceman425 is uh, Scotty P, Scott Porter. Um, nah, bro, your real power takes sucks. Um, <laughs> you can quote that. If I ever become a famous actor and then all of a sudden Heart of Dixie star Scott Porter's like, yo, we hate you and you like burn my house down with pitchforks, I'll totally eat that one. I'm fine with that. Um, your willpower take is pretty trash. It's pretty garbo. Uh, your power take is fine. No, I like Scott Porter. I think it's all right. Um, he did a good job about letting people know his opinions. But just sort of remember, he doesn't really play the game that much. You know, it's very well led. You know, he probably he definitely doesn't casual, play it at the highest. Very casual player. Yeah, he's a very casual guy. And I totally respect that. I think that's fine. Um, I'm glad that he's passionate about the game. And look. I want more players to play this game more than anybody in the world. As someone who like grew up in a town of 200 people and like loved this game for the longest time and I didn't have anyone to play with, yeah, I want this game to be as big as possible. As someone who has like a YouTube channel and a podcast, I want more people to listen to my content, enjoy my content cuz I think it's great for all sorts of HeroClix players. Oh yeah. More than anything I want I want I want the game to grow more than anything in the world. If this if what he's saying is like if it if at the end of the day, if willpower you know, everybody having like no pushing damage, whatever. If that makes the game grow, then I agree with him. I'm totally fine with it. If this legitimately makes the game grow, but in my, you know, everybody's biased. So I'm going to say in my biased scope and view of the game, I don't see how this is going to make it grow. But if yeah. it does, I will gladly be wrong. And I can't wait to be wrong. What I will say. Because I get wronged every time I play this game or talk <laughs> about this game. I'm always wronged. They wrong me. I will say in Anyways. like in that aspect first the inner circle takes my title they take my heavyweight title that i'm in with my bare hands and then i get wronged anyways <laughs> i will say uh these changes mean absolutely nothing to the competitive community they will adapt and they will still pick like pick and choose like the best figures for their formats uh, competitive players literally don't even need to play with figures. They could just have little cardboard uh, cutouts that they like slide across the table and have the right numbers and powers and stuff. So like none of this truly matters in the most competitive aspect. What does matter, like and who this does matter to, is like the casual people that want to see a Spider-Man with super senses, want to see a Superman with super strength, want to see a Batman with stealth. You know, they want to see a Wonder Woman who's got super strength and invincible and Mystic's team ability. They want to see these, like, thematic characters that make sense in the role that they play on the team that they're playing thematically, not necessarily because it's the best fit for the team, but because, like, that is a comic-accurate team. And I will say, it uh, moving forward, it it might suck for those people. It might really suck. And I'm in that crowd. I'm in, like, the, you know, Alpha Flight Team for Life kind of crowd where if they take away Hypersonic for North Star, it's going to be weird. If they take away, like, you know, Blades, Claws, Fangs for Wolverine, it's going to be real sad when TSA takes his claws and how is he going to fight Magneto without his claws? But hopefully that's not the case. Uh, as far as right now, I don't think that's the case. I think it's a little overblown as far as what we think it is. Um, and the whole yeah. pushing damage thing doesn't really make a huge difference to me. Uh, as, as like the most casual aspect as I can possibly think, pushing damage does not affect my gameplay. Uh, I'll still run the exact kind of teams that I used to. I might not take as much damage. I might not be able to get to the right clicks I want to. 
it'll be the same exact kind of thing. I'll still be right. bad, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, oh no, I'll still be a bad player too. Hey, let's end this episode. I kind of don't care about rules anymore, and I want to talk about like stuff I actually do care about in the part two of this episode. Simeon, why don't you just go ahead and read us out of here? But real quick, I suppose I'll say, you can find Dial H for Heroclix at facebook.com slash Dial H for Heroclix at Twitter at Dial H4. It's number four Heroclix. If you want to support the show, if you enjoy these ramblings or our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash dial for hero clicks, or just type in dial H for hero clicks in YouTube, you'll find us. We've got great videos where we eat hot wings and play hero clicks and suffer through and all that jazz. We have videos where we hit each other with steel chairs and do like mind numbingly stupid challenges. I thought of uh, the day before, and then we do all sorts of funny WWE stuff. So, Go ahead and check those videos out on our YouTube. We also have a fun Thursday Throwdown series. We play a bunch of Golden Age sets. This is a, this is a good time. We're just having a good time over there. Having a good time on the YouTube. Subscribe. Check it out. Uh, you want to support the show, what we do on YouTube or on the podcast, or you can do so on uh, Patreon.com. We do monthly giveaways when I remember to give away things monthly. This month, I'm giving away my uh, Captain Britain Super Rare, some wrestlers, and some other stuff, whatever. So yeah, go ahead and check out our Patreon if you want some stickers. We got cool stickers, action tokens, all that jazz. Just, uh, you know, Rep, uh, rep the show, guys. Rep the show. Simeon, go ahead, man. Go ahead. All right. And with that, thank you for listening to Dial H. We are sponsored by none other than the CoolStuffInc.com website. You can find them at www.CoolStuffInc.com. All one word. No spaces. No hyphens. And that's how a website actually works. At that website that you can type into your browser, which you can find in the lower corner of your computer, usually on the taskbar. Uh, you can find cool stuff in stock every day from the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So you should check them out at coolstuffinc.com. Happy trails. <laughs> My, 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 my I know how websites work. <laughs>